How about the fact that if you found $300,000 marked bills in cash, you face the decision of doing the right thing or doing the ignorant thing? Yeah, it's probably wrong, but, uh, you know, ultimately, who's going to know? AJ Knight with you this morning. AJ McCall at VFX. McCall out sick. So there's a there's a report going around. A woman's gone viral on TikTok because apparently the report is she found a duffel bag full of $300,000 cash that apparently Nellie had left at a, I think it was a bowling alley. So she actually did the right thing, turned it back into him to the the <laughs> just constant beratement from her friends, letting her know that she should have just kept it because, again, Unmarked cash, who would have known? It's the thing about cash, it just disappears. Now, the reason the story's gone viral is because she said that uh, Nelly gave her only $100, which, of course, is ridiculous if you were an idiot and lost a duffel bag full of $300,000. Not to mention Nelly, I think, can afford to give her a smidgen of cash, break her off a little something more than that. Of course, Nelly's come out and denied it. In fact, someone close to his team said it's a hilarious story, but it's false. A story about Bitcoin would have been more likely. So, I, I you know, it, it's it's not beyond the realm that someone would lie, right, to gain notoriety. But at the end of the day, it doesn't seem like it's kind of really specific to be made up. It was $300,000. Did you count it? That's pretty specific. $100. Is it possible Nellie's super cheap? Just freaking out in the moment. I don't, I don't know that Nellie is a super nice guy when it comes to his money. Maybe he's a super frugal guy and he's like, oh, thank goodness. But who, who, man, talk about a chance there to get uh, definitely some life altering money. And then you're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do the right thing. And I will be rewarded thusly. And then I was like, oh, thank goodness. $100. Which ultimately, ultimately, let me channel my inner McCall here. If you're going to do the right thing, you should do it for the right reasons. Right? That being said, I mean, Nelly, you could have had none of that $300,000 or you got all of it. So I think you could afford to lose smidgen more for a woman who potentially, potentially gave it back. Potentially gave it back. I don't know one way or the other. Just according to the story, Nelly a little bit cheap when it comes to getting his money back. AJ McCall at VFX, make sure you vote for Park Narcs. It's going to come to an end today. Um, also coming up, there is now a generation that is old enough to put together this museum. And the question is, what should go in it? Which I think is a super interesting idea. There's no denying that nostalgia is high when it comes to the 90s to Gen Y growing up, millennials, and how all of that stuff has been coming back. AJ McCall at VFX, AJ with you, McCall out sick. The question is, does it lend itself that nostalgia to building up credibility? What I mean is, when you find out something's going to be a museum, there's definitely oddities, but doesn't it lend a little sense of credibility to it? Like when you say museum, it seems like it's like intellectual, right? There's a little bit of intelligent property to it. The only reason I ask is I talk about this nostalgia, but apparently there's a uh, museum that is opening up in Springfield in the state of Illinois called Growing Up X, and it's going to be de dedicated to the last generation to quote, have a last analog childhood. Of course, you know, right? The one 
uh, before the internet, cassette tapes, VHS tapes, and landline phones. And the really interesting question is, what would you put in the museum? Because there's actually a survey that's opened up about it where uh, Gen Xers can talk about their experiences growing up and even loan items from the area to the, or loan items from that era, excuse me, to the museum. And so then, okay, I was like, okay, I'm thinking, let me think here. What, what are they going to put on it? And stuff that came up was Big Wheel, Pogs. And I was like, oh, Pogs, a Nokia phone with antenna. And I know that not necessarily, that's a really interesting thing. So I was born in 89. So I'm a millennial, but I believe I'm on the tail end of it. Uh, but like, that's the stuff that's so interesting because I can remember the time right before the internet. Like I said the, the other day, uh, growing up, uh, there was playtime was my parents kicking me out of the house, closing the door, and then say, come home when it gets dark. And so I can remember that and playing kickball. And I had, and this, this I think is more testament to being lower middle class, but forever, I had that, that Nokia phone where all you could do was change the faceplate, right? And that thing was like solid as a rock. Oh my gosh, but just pogs. I collected those. I was never any good at it. Marbles. I always thought marbles were so cool growing up just because of all the different designs. The question is, if you could take something from your childhood to put in your museum to kind of encapsulate whatever it is, what would be the thing that would go along with it? I mean, action figure. I mean, action figures have been around forever, but like, I remember having all the Batman action figures. There's Power Rangers. I mean, all those cartoons as well. Like, you could just have a TV run with, I feel like, 90s cartoons. It's like the early Nickelodeon. Oh, my gosh. That would be great. Oh, that would uh, be cool. To, but say, I'll share the link on our Facebook page the, for the survey. Just because, you know, if you want to take time to do so, Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. And the question very simply is, something from your childhood that you would put in a museum, regard, regardless. I mean, not just Gen X, but regardless. What would it be? What would be the thing you'd want to put in toy-wise or whatever it is growing up that would encapsulate that in totality? I think it's super fascinating because if, if this if Gen X gets it, not to say it needs to, but I think millennials are going to get one too because the nostalgia is high. And I think people would love to go see it, just stand there and be like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. that oh. Oregon Trail. Like Oregon Trail would have to be in there, right? Oh. We don't have as much power in the AJ McCall show to open up our museum, but we had a hypothetical power all the time. And one bar in Ireland inspired us to give out the power to find people for a great cause, actually. I know. I know the saying is that money can't buy happiness, but man, money can sure take care of a lot of things that at least makes life easier. AJ McCall at VFX for the Automatrix Group debated eight McCall out sick today. Uh, and what if, what if, now this is, this is extreme power. This might be the most power that the AJ McCall shows ever hypothetically handed out. But what if you could find someone for mentioning something you were sick of just to get them to stop doing it? Think about it. You could simply set one thing, just one thing. You get to pick one thing, a phrase, a trigger word, whatever it is. And if in your presence, it comes up, find, put the money in the jar. The reason I bring this up because apparently there's a bar, bar in Ireland. It's called the Art Bar, Alt Bar, excuse me, that says they're, they're tired of the pandemic. They don't want to hear people's thoughts about it. They don't want to hear anything on the subject. So they have a COVID fine jar. Anytime someone mentions COVID, they have to drop two euros, which is about two bucks. And the really cool thing 
Because all the money that goes into this little, I would call it a plastic cup, honestly, more than a drop, but all the money that goes in there goes to a local charity. And right now it's currently benefiting what is called Donegal Hospice. So super cool all the way around because everybody's tired of it, right? And the, the, nobody, nobody wants to get into politics. The last 10 years have seen it get like just super ugly. And the last thing you want is, is that to start a fight. So what is the thing you would want to be able to have the power to find someone for? Because I'm fully on board with COVID. But if you think about it, I, oldest of four, McCall, oldest of three, neither of us married, McCall with Dustin, almost a decade, Ashley and I half a decade, younger siblings, married, uh, calls kids, right? She's a, she's an aunt. And so, like, you know, the, the idea of the, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? I'm like, oh, man, you know, you asked that fine jar right i mean it's it's super tempting i tell you something else this is this is fully me and this is probably this is a first world of first world problems but i hate only because i have one family member that i talk to semi-consistently who always asks about it i hate the small talk about the weather like it's one thing it's one thing to ask i think like this time gotten any snow i can accept that but it's the generic, how's the weather? That's a space filler that just drives me bonkers because I hear it all the time. Because if you really wanted to know, weather apps on your phone, watches, whatever you got, have this really cool thing where you can put multiple destinations in. You can put like, so for instance, if you're a parent, you want to know what it's like where your kids are, you can put it in and you can be like, oh, hey, that's what it is. No way. But nobody cares that much now because you just want the space filler while you give your brain time to think. And I cannot stand it. It's so old. Like, do you really actually care? No, you don't. You really don't. And then you complain about your weather. So it just seems like you're opening the door for you to have something to complain about. That is 100% something I would definitely consider finding people for. But maybe, just maybe, maybe, because this is a kind of a spin on the curse chart. Maybe, just maybe, this is actually a pretty cool, this early in, kind of resolution thing. Maybe, just maybe, there's something you want to do uh, in your household. Nobody can put themselves down. Nobody can say the word stupid or jerk or you have to say. And if not, you come up with something like, no, this is what we're going to do. And then, you know, you make a family decision. Once it hits a certain amount, you take everybody out for a family trip or whatever. Not a bad idea to try and alter a word or a pattern or a behavior for the better. Just a thought. Watch out because those fines are coming. I say this fully as someone who potentially could be victim of uh, potentially some of the words or phrases or things they tell us here at work. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, uh, I'm going to start a little little jar here. When it's done, we're going to have a pizza party for everyone. I might fund that one. And they decide, yeah, we'll go with curse words. But still, nonetheless, oh, the power to do that is just great. And the, and the cool thing is, it'd be one thing. I would, I think I would still be on board for that, uh, that bar in Ireland. If they just did it in general, because they're like, we just, we don't want to talk about it. But the fact that they do it for charity means like, you can't even be that upset about it because nobody wants to talk about it. And then if you mess up while well, they're still doing something to help somebody good, if the spot you're told to meet is ever in Florida, just pass, just pass. Crazy things are going to happen. Unless you're in that place in your life in Maryland, God, I'm, I'm ready for a nutso story. AJ McCall, Florida, not on VFX McCall out sick means I've got the stories and story. Number one, headline, number one. A guy was busted for drunk driving on Sunday. Then while cops were arresting him, his wife jumped to the driver's seat, drove off, and crashed into a pole. Also getting arrested for drunk driving. Couple that gets arrested together stays together? 
Or more importantly, was she just she bailing on him? Kind of sounds like now I'm thinking about it, she's bailing on him, wasn't she? She was like, oh, he's in trouble. Well, I can get out of here. <laughs> Story number two. Man was accused from stealing an alligator from an enclosure and then swinging around to, quote, teach it a lesson. What did that do? What did the alligator do? Also, you better hope you don't let go of that alligator. You better hope you don't let go because you try to teach a lesson. You're quickly going to learn a lesson. He gets that business and it's turned around towards the front of you. Yeah, he he tried to specifically do one thing to teach a lesson. Good gosh. <laughs> Two crazy headlines, Florida not on VFX. You know, when you're looking for a partner, you want someone that you can you can count on right to help you deal with your stuff and vice versa and then go through things with you and they're right there in your corner. I don't think getting arrested is normally one of those things you expect to be on that list, though. AJ McCall at VFX for Florida not McCall out sick. Which means I've got the story, so hopefully you've been pondering. But full story number one, guy was busted for drunk driving over the weekend. While cops were arresting him, his wife jumped in the driver's seat, decided she was going to go home. So what she did, she hopped a curb, crashed right into a utility pole, and was arrested right there on the spot because she was over the limit as well. Luckily, not her in the crash, but there was enough damage to their car that it had to be towed. So... While they're both facing separate charges for operating while intoxicated, good news for the both of them, they'll both be right there when they're in jail, consoling each other, talking to the judge, finding out what idiots they are for making such a stupid, stupid, stupid decision. Because you could have, you could have just Ubered home, been home, and sorted out the vehicle thing the next day. But hey, the couple that gets arrested together maybe stays together? Maybe? Story number two. A man was accused. I don't know how this is accused. Like, this is one of those situations, like, I know, I think it's wording right until he's proven guilty. But, like, somebody saw him do this and somebody saw him do it. A man was accused of stealing an alligator from an enclosure, then was walking along the road with the animal, and then witnesses saw him try to swing it by the tail to toss it up onto the roof of the building before beating and stomping on the alligator. When police showed up and asked him why he was doing it, he said, quote, teach it a lesson. What are the, like, that implies this dude has a history with this specific alligator. If it was in an enclosure, like, did he drop something? Does he feel like the alligator said something? Because his mugshot dude looks like he's nuts. Like, wait, wait, why? Is this, like, to send a message to other alligators, like an intimidation thing? What message is he trying to send? And there's no way. I'm curious as to how tall. Like, it had to be just, like, a single-story roof. There's no way he was ever going to swing it around. And again... I ain't hoping for anybody to get hurt. I'm just saying, for teaching a lesson, you better hope that that alligator doesn't get his business in swung all the way around or you're going to learn a lesson real quick. Real quick. That being said, if you follow the Florida Not Rules and trying to decide for yourself which story is dumb enough to be from Florida and which story is not, they're both dumb. There's no denying that. But it's hard to argue with the alligator, right? When in doubt, go with the alligator. And if you picked that one, well, then correct, you'd be right. Dude stole from Daytona Beach. No reason why. Just all, again, all that is known is trying to teach an alligator a lesson by throwing it up on a roof, which just seems like a cruel trap for someone else that comes up there. Maybe even a maintenance person, to be honest. Story number one was from Wisconsin, because, of course, the Midwest is, is making way too many appearances than I really care for. Really don't like that. Florida not with AJ McCall odd VFX. Bonus Florida knot for you, and why the McCall Taylor should be worried because she's talked about this story plenty of times. But uh, can we just agree 
I'm not saying there can't be ill intention, but like something like glitter, I don't feel like can be the main cause of an assault charge. I am here to tell you that the McCall Taylor could have, could have been featured in a Florida knot apparently now. AJ McCall at VFX McCall out sick today. And before we get to that, can we just agree collectively that these kind of need to stop? So two female roommates in their 20s are charged with felonies because they stormed a man's house early in the, a week and threw a bunch of glitter at him. Police are easy, able to easily track him down because there's one thing about glitter. It gets everywhere and it never goes away. And they followed the trail of glitter, the shiny, to those two roommates who they then arrested and they were charged with felonies. Now, you shouldn't break anybody's house. Let me be very clear about that. Very clear. Because at this point, they don't know why why they did it. There was an argument beforehand. If they know him, it was a prank, whatever. They don't know. Don't know. That being said, the McCall Taylor has glitter-bombed a coworker. They did not take it very well. So potentially could be featured in Florida Not. But can we, like, stop the idea? Because, like, in Florida Not, we see it a bunch. Like, oh, no, somebody threw a hamburger assault. Should you throw food? Should you glitter someone's house? Please don't glitter someone's house. When I was in college, someone glow-sticked my apartment. I, 500 of them just disappeared. I found them, like, eight months later when I moved out. But, like, really? Really? When I was in high school, we started this game called the, it's called Water War. We got, like, 100 of us. We divided it up into teams of 10. And the way it worked is if you got hit with water, squirt gun, water balloon, whatever it was, you, that player died for 24 hours and your team got a point. My girlfriend at the time had joined the game, but she was not on the same team as me. One night, it's like a Friday night, she came over to my house, said, hey, come on outside. You know, I just really want to see you. I came out and hiding behind my parents' big hedges was her entire team, and I got absolutely drenched. Water balloons, squirt guns, a bucket, like all other nine team members were hiding there and just absolutely drenched me. I was not happy, by the way. She hugged me. She's like, are you mad? And did the, no. You're going to get changed. Uh, sore loser or whatever. But, like, come on. It's just a it's fun, harmless prank. And I didn't, really? Two roommates, though, were arrested, charged felony for throwing a bunch of glitter at a dude. <laughs> and, yes, they broke into his apartment. So let's, let's ignore that part. But, I mean, I just see the glitter part. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Really? Really? They're charged with burglary with assault or battery. Come on. Bonus Florida Knot on VFX. <sighs> you know, pairing a park narcs right up after Florida Knot makes you feel a little bit better because you're like, as, as intolerable as it is, it's at least not that dumb. That being said, it's still annoying. If you haven't voted, well, welcome to park narcs on VFX. Two terrible parkers each week, and we count on you to help us pick the most annoying, the worst parker in Catch Valley and try and clean up parking two spots at a time each week. Your daily call to actually public shame, which when you say that out loud, you're like, oh, no, AJ, that's bad. No, come on. Shaming is good in small amounts. Just just a little bit of it. Shame is a motivator. Not a ton of it, but in this situation, come on. Like the nominee number one for Park Narcs, AJ McCall at VFX, McCall at sick. Nominee number one is a truck with a trailer. Parking the truck part on the stripy rectangle into a special needs spot with the trailer on the other part of the stripy rectangle, which are used to let give people the extra space they need to maneuver, to put the ramp out, whatever they need to do. Come on. A little bit of shame going to go a long way with that person because you, you, you chose to park there. You, you can't do that. 
Not wanting to be outdone, nominee number two got a buddy that said, well, we don't have a trailer, but we can still take up just as much space. They decided to park in a stripy rectangle. The other thing is that it looks like from the perception here that the back car has its butt end sticking out as well in the area where you're operating through to try to drive through. Not only that, they're also lined up directly with what looks like the exit from this parking lot. So their butt end is just all sorts of in the way. All sorts of in the way. And again, this one, this one, so quality over quantity. Trailers are tough to, to maneuver, like no denying. I respect if you can get one around because I never will be able to. You got me beat. That being said, it gets you a little bit of leeway because we, we don't put a ton of trailers in because we have an understanding that, you know, when you got one, you're going to have to take up a little extra space. That dude took up space he didn't need to do. Even worse so, and I'm not telling you which way to vote, but even worse so, number two, is maybe they are friends. It's been the fun narrative I'm going with, and they decided to both park there to make the other look less bad. But two people chose to park like this. One was like, I'm going to park on the stripy rectangle. It's fine. You're not supposed to park there. Second one was like, oh, he's doing it. He's doing it. I'm allowed to do it. And double down on it. Really? Really? Vote for which one annoys you most. Pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. And a little bit later this morning, we're going to find out which is the worst parker in Cache Valley this week. Also, if you see terrible parking, safely take a picture. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all Utah's VFX. Pick your poison. Send it to us. And you could be competing to find the worst parker of Cash Valley that week and a chance to win. And Johnny O's gift card we're giving away today. So, again, vote. Pin to the top of our page from Park Narts, Utah's VFX. Safely take a picture. If you see any terrible parking, send it to our social media, Utah's VFX. Friday means Cash Valley secrets, confessions to come. But before we get there, turn of my favorite game, confessions of its own sort, what kind of chaotic energy do these stories have? Little kid or drunk adult? Friday means Cash Valley secrets. That means confessions to clear our souls heading to the weekend, right? You just want to get it off your chest. I want to carry that guilt around. AJ McCall on VFX. McCall out sick today. And the chaotic energy that is definitely part of the confessions, but just so much fun to play because... Drunk adults, little kids operate with the same chaos. And look no further than the fact that just try and guess what these stories are. First up, Ashley. Ashley, what's your story? I accidentally ruined Christmas and I knocked over the Christmas tree. See, I was going to say that you were a kid because, like, who hasn't at least bumped into the darn thing? But ruined Christmas feels like you didn't just knock it over. Like you had to have like hoofed it over. So drunk adult. Okay. I was drunk and we were playing charades. The whole family was, it's a big tradition. Yada, yada. We love it. Cool. So I was playing charades with my family. It was Christmas Eve. I have a background as a thespian in high school. So charades gets taken seriously. Okay. So we're playing charades. I was very committed to my Rockette act out. It was a production, but I didn't pay attention to where I was in relation to the tree. And I, I, kicked, I kicked it over. It's like a 10-foot live tree. tree. It just topples over the star, the lights, everything, and just hits my aunt. <laughs> uh, and she ended up with a concussion. Oh, oh no. 
No. That was a, a few weeks ago, by no. the way. No, Ashley, no. Oh, you poor thing. Uh, oh, now we know who's not getting invited to Christmas next year. Ten foot tree is a big tree. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, so, <laughs> Ashley, that is nuts. Thank you for sharing your story. Quick side story. So my girlfriend and I in our apartment have the, have the basement part of the apartment because we live in a triplex. And down, we store it downstairs, you know, reasonably so, right, when it's not Christmas because we're not nuts. And it just sits down there. The other day, I, now that we've done the little kid or drunk at all, I'm starting to think that my landlord came over and was maybe a little bit out of it because we where the tree was gets put in front of these, like, uh, built-in cabinets. And so apparently landlord, again, it was cool. So the tree has been completely moved. The cabinets are open. And then we have this, like, little side door where all the water boiler is and whatever that we don't go into. It's like where all the maintenance stuff is, but that has been open. They went in there to do something and then it's, it's all of them cabinets left open the saw room door. Like when that's open, my girlfriend does not like going downstairs because she's terrified. Someone is waiting in there to just jump out and snag, but all that's going on or all that's been left open. And it's been left open for what we've noticed now for the better part of a week. And we didn't even know when the landlord was down there. So it could have been longer. So it kind of feels like either that or someone was looking for something like the beginning part of a movie, right? Where someone rummages through the stuff because they're looking for something specific for a treasure map or something. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, maybe that's what it was. Maybe someone just got a little liquid courage and was like, you know what? No. I'm going to go get that paint, and I'm finally going to paint the garage. And then just went and did it, and we have no idea, and they just left it all scattered about. Either way, it really creeps us out because we believe in the paranormal and it's weird as left open. Thank you guys for sharing the story. I hijacked that for a minute. Not done with little kid or drunk adult. My favorite game because, one, I just love the chaotic energy, but, two, it makes me feel better that there's similar stories out there. We get to play little kid or drunk adult with AJ McCall on VFX. I'm called Sick Today. Aaron, let's keep the stories going. What do you got? I did a baseball slide that ended up taking out a display at the grocery store. <laughs> you know, it's funny because the other day I was walking out of my bedroom and I did the pretend to dunk it thing that, you know, guys do. And I thought about that. I feel like got to be kid, right? There's no way. Like, you just were like, oh, look at my slide. Little kid. I was still drunk the next morning. It was January 1st, a few years back, and we had all partied all night. Next morning, we went to restock the supply, and when we got to the grocery store, I, for whatever reason, decided I would show off my baseball slide in the produce aisle and ended up taking out a display of black-eyed peas that came crashing down. We were told to leave or deal with the cops. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Oh, my God. We I mean, I get it. You got to have some kind of like barometer, right, to mark that you're safe or whatever. <laughs> good gosh. Uh, th- th- I think it's another good time to apologize to all retail customer service workers at all time who have to deal with stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Sarah, uh, what is your story? While walking uh, down the aisle with over 200 guests at the wedding, I ripped a loud one that echoed through the church. <laughs> I'm going to assume that has to be little kid, right? Because while you may celebrate with the bride or groom or family or what it is, no one's going to be just completely KO'd at the ceremony because people ain't going to tolerate. Got to be, got to be a little kid. I was a little kid. I was the flower girl at my cousin's wedding, oh. and at the time I was four, and we didn't realize I was lactose intolerant, and 
I had a big bowl of cereal for breakfast and the milk did me in. It's still talked about to this day and I'm now 25. What? Okay, that's not fair. You're for Supervisor's story. Sorry, I don't mean to poke at your story. That's not fair, Sarah, for words words. Not fair because you had no control over that. But uh, I have a, a cousin. His name is Josh. And he is, I think, seven-ish years older than me. But about 20 years ago, we were out in San Diego for a family reunion. And we had a beach day. And we got jet skis on the beach. And Josh had brought in the jet ski and parked on the beach. And they told us at the beginning of the day that you have to push the jet ski out into the water because you don't want it on the beach. Well, an aunt of mine decided to get on the jet ski and asked Josh to help her push it out. And he said, no, 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 you're fine. So she fired it up and the jet ski sucked a rock up into it and just destroyed it, ruined it. My family had to pay for it. That story, that side of the family gets together every two years, at least they did pre-COVID. And that story came up every year. Well, about 10 years ago, maybe about eight I went to a family reunion and and we were at some uh, somebody's house who had a big lake and they had rented jet skis for it and someone had said oh man don't let Josh help you and he finally just goes all right guys that happened like ten years ago I was like sixteen can we stop telling the story <laughs> so when you say that it still comes up I'm like man family loves them some stories I mean you grow up with a with a mom and you know that fact of the matter is those embarrassing stories are, are never going to end but you say that just makes me think of that because like you fell for the guy because I had told the story once or twice too because it's funny but for him to constantly hear it every family reunion you're like okay can we come up can somebody else do something embarrassing that we can talk about for the next couple of years give me a little bit of leeway <laughs> little care drunk adult with AJ McCall on VFX just the lead in to Cash Valley Secrets because, of course, you don't want to walk around with all that guilt. It's not good for you. A little confession goes a long way. Like a reminder to be nice to everyone you work with, or it could go bad in a hurry. Cash Valley secrets shared among friends. Stay anonymous. We'll have a little chuckle, and you'll feel better. The guilt will be completely absolved, and you don't have to carry it into the weekend. AJ McCall at VFX McCall out sick. Like... Someone the other day rammed their cart in my ankle at the store and it hurt. They didn't apologize, so I followed them until they walked away from their cart. I picked up a self-scan scanner and scanned extra stuff so they'd have to pay for the items they didn't pick up. That's not very nice. Look, grocery store etiquette has been discussed plenty on the AJ McCall show. People are jerks. Like, what? what is it about congregating in the middle of the aisle? Like, why? People, there are people who want to get in and get out. It's not a... Maybe I'm just not old enough to understand it being a social gathering, but that that is not nice. Do not condone that. Uh, my wife only ever uses the eco setting for our dishwasher. Nothing's ever cleaned properly. The mugs have started to get tea stained inside. So every now and then I put it on a decent four-hour cycle when she's in bed. It's my little secret. Is that not the greatest lie on television? Like still as an adult, I get suckered in a little bit. Those commercials are like, you could just put it in, and they show them, right? And they, they show those glass Pyrex things, and they're, like, caked on with red sauce from pasta. And like, you put it in, it comes out brand new. It's like, you are such a liar, dishwasher. It does not come out that way. You got to basically clean it before you put it in for it to come out clean. I support that because dishwashers are a liar. If they want to be, like, I want to be green as much as the next person. I'm with it. I want the stuff clean, too. I never turned up for my first job interview. I told them I was late because I missed the bus. In reality, I managed to split my pants at the crotch. 
as I was walking to the bus stop and had to get back home like a ninja hiding in the shadows from other people. Oh, man. Sympathy. Condolences. All of the above. Kudos for getting home. That sounds like, based on the way you're describing, that was not a small split. Wow. Uh, I went in for an interview at a steakhouse. It went okay till the owner who was there during the interview asked, what do you know about me? And I said, absolutely nothing. He laughed, thanked me, and I left. On my walk home, I realized he asked, what do you know about meat? <laughs> oh, I mean, kudos for the honesty. Because, like, in all honesty, what are you really going to know about the owner unless you work for, like, a, a big, big company, right? A big one. A little bit more pop, polarizing figure, popularity figure. <laughs> uh, you know, probably not also a good sign that you're either way that uh, you couldn't hear very well if you're interviewing a potentially be on server, hostess. You're going to need to be able to hear. And back when I worked as a head IT guy for a company, people who I didn't like and people who were rude to me developed, quote unquote, more than their fair share of IT issues. The worst offenders could lose full days of work. Is that okay? No. no. Is it a reinforcement of a lesson that you should be nice to people because you don't know what ramifications you're going to have? Yes. I tell you, so I have a family member who I, I generally don't like going out to eat with. I think they're generally rude to the wait staff. They're terrible tippers. And another family member and I talk about it all the time. We're like, someone spit in their food. It has had to have happened. They're big enough to someone has spit in their food and there's no way you can tell me otherwise. And I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying like stuff like that. I wouldn't be jerks with people who handle your food. Probably wouldn't be jerks to the per- people who can solve problems or frankly probably get a lot of really interesting information on you, say the least, is people that control the computers. <laughs> we just, it's a friend of mine, so I'm giving him crap. We just had to, uh, one of our IT guys leave here. He went to a different job. We could keep an eye on see all of a sudden we have a little less problems with him out of the building. Maybe take a little creative revenge of his own. Cash Valley Secrets with AJ McCall on VFX. Not quite the end of uh, confessions because, uh, you know, we've had some people leave here. They've gone on for better opportunities and, and all the, the best luck of them in the world. And I hope they have great memories here. Some of them friends and some of them acquaintances. But if you ever had a job, had like a just crazy, crazy story that either just got you that close to the brink or maybe you just said, no, I quit. So I heard a story about a friend I never heard about her first job. And it just got me curious. I was like, I know there's other stories out there. Call me a cynic, but I do choose to believe when it comes to dating and when it comes to working and, and several other aspects of life, you kind of have to go through some crap just to figure out what exactly works. AJ McCall for the Automations Group debated eight on VFX. McCall out sick today. What I mean by this, I'm not wishing on anyone. I'm just saying I think that the law of averages would seem to indicate, right, that you're not gonna you're not gonna nail it on the first try. Very unlikely to find your high school sweetheart. Very unlikely to find the perfect job you love first try. So you're gonna go through some of those bad experiences, which are gonna they're gonna I think make you a little bit more experienced, less naive. They're also going to teach you what to expect and kind of how to protect yourself. It's a little bit, it's a double-edged sword. There's goods and bads to it. I was talking to a friend of mine, and somehow we got on the subject of first first jobs. And I had never heard her story, and I realized. And apparently she used to work at a boot store years and years ago, and she said the owner was just absolutely crazy. 
despite the fact that I had some sales experience, wouldn't let me do anything except menial jobs. And then one day I tagged the wrong side of the boot with the price tag. That's all I did for eight hours. She went bananas on me and I quit on the spot. She then went even more nuts and said I was a bad person. And I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> have a little understanding, right? Little bit. Of, of what the job is. I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't take pride in your work and you should work hard and try to achieve and strive to to reach whatever heights you can and whatever job you're doing. But so like you gotta tag in boots for eight hours. Like, come on. Come on. Uh you can comment on our, our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Tiffany said she had a manager that wanted to have her prayer before management meetings. That was awkward. <laughs> Amy wins when people crap on the bathroom floor. I I, I have been Lucky enough to not work a ton of retail, but that would do it for me. I would be like, nope, Mm-mm. mop down, gloves off, have fun. I, I've told the story a couple of times, but um, my first, what I call my first real, real job, I actually worked at Walmart for my first job and hated it, lasted three weeks because of them actually scheduling problem. Uh, because on that one, I applied during the summer before I went to college. I was wide open. I had open availability. They waited until the school year started, and then they tried to, They hired me, and then I got the schedule that I needed for the school year, which was just weekends because they wanted long shifts, and that was the only time I squeeze them. So I do my training for three weeks. I get done with it, and then I, I get a call that Monday morning, and they say, hey, you're supposed to be here. I'm like, I can't. I'm in class right now. I made that very clear, and they're like, well, you got to call in sick, or you're going to be just reported ditching – and so I called in, I went in and I was like, I don't know what happened. I can't be here during weeks. I had weekend schedule. That's what you guys trained me on. And all of a sudden you changed it. I'm like, well, the schedule's been made for two weeks. We can't change it. And I said, well, I quit then. Cause you're going to, you're going to try and fire me anyway over this. My second job, I, I was so annoyed. Minimum wage went up and I don't know if this is actually policy. I think bad companies is probably policy. Minimum wage went up when I had that job. So I was making seven fifty as a key holder. I got 50 cents as a as hold, being able to open and close a store. And then I got a I got a, like a 21 cent raise. So it's making 771. Well, then minimum wage went up to 725. And I trained a girl and she became a key holder and she was making 775 to my 771. And she was a terrible employee. She was she got fired like a month later. But I went into my boss and I was like, "She's making more than me. I've been here longer and she's not great." And his response, was, "Well, just because minimum wage up came Kim, doesn't mean we're going to make you move. And I told him, I was like, so you're telling me if I quit now and come back, you're going to pay me more? Because I've got experience, too. And he was like, uh, uh, uh. I hated that job. But you know how it is. You can't necessarily quit because you get paid. You got the reliable hours. So I ultimately got my revenge by waiting until he went on his vacation. I turned in my two weeks notice. He had been, he was leaving for a week. He comes back and he just walks into the store and goes, I got your two weeks. That's how it's going to be. I'm like, yeah, moving on. I found something better. I I laughed. That store went out of business. And when I went home, I made I went and saw one of the old remnants of it and I laughed about it. Megan's got a pretty good one too. Uh tie between the manager who installed hidden cameras around the building to spy on employees or the boss who said you no longer have a home life if you work here. Which is just not a good balance. Let's let's look. I said this week, make twenty twenty two the year of mental maintenance and self care and all that. That is not a good approach. It's the idea like you're gonna get so much work done. Work is going to suffer. Got to have the balance. Got to be able to relax. Turn the brain off. Poll of the day. You have a crazy story from a job. 
crazy one. Like someone, somebody won't believe along these same lines. And if so, what is it? The challenge is to beat either Megan or Amy because someone pooping on the floor. I mean, I'm I'm walking out. Megan's isn't bad either, though. Like the hidden camera is like that. I'd be like, ugh, creepazoid factor through the roof. Speaking of walking out of a job, though. What about walking out of a date? My my best friend, who I'm convinced at this point is just never going to settle down because they're way too picky, is back at it again with the crazy dating stories. People out there dating, how how are, how are you doing right now? How are you holding up? There's a stat the other day that said uh, people dated, what is it, went on 29% less dates during the pandemic. And I thought, well, yeah, duh. Like, we weren't, a, we, people weren't allowed to for a stretch, so of course they went on less dates. AJ McCall for the Automations Group debated eight on VFX. McCall out six. So a buddy of mine lives in Colorado. Super picky. Like me and the friends get together. And I, w- I wouldn't say we're quite to the intervention stage yet, but we've had the discussion. Like, I, I don't know that he's ever going to settle down just because he's so darn picky. That being said, I ask how you're doing when you're out there dating now because – it seems like it becomes a little bit more of a wild card scenario once you get past whatever the threshold is. I don't want to put a number on it because then we forgot. But there's a threshold out there. And it seems like it's just very much a little bit wild card status. <laughs> I mean, story the other day, he decided he had met a girl online. He was going to go out on a date with her, and she had a kid. And he before that was not something he had ever considered. I don't know that I I don't remember off the top of my head ever being a deal breaker, but it might have been something that he just kind of I guess stayed away from. So I guess it was a deal breaker. But anyway, so uh, girl had a uh, three year old son. Went to pick her up. Chauffeur's man to lead her to the car, etc. Knocked on the door. She opened the door, and when she opened the door, introduced him on their first date to her son as dad. <laughs> that he could not get out of the date fast enough. Like like. I, I, from my perspective, I don't know. I, I think it would be something that would take me a second to get used to the idea. But that's like that's like deep in ice water all the same time trying to chuck him in there. I was like, okay, I get it, buddy. That's a that's a little over the top, little 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 too strong on that way, little too strong. <laughs> he apparently had another one. I guess they went to see a movie and he just was not feeling the movie, and he yawned, and she stuck her fingers. In his mouth and said, got ya. And I got to tell you, that is disgusting. Do not. I I honestly am more upset, I think, with that one than I am with the first lady. Because that is disgusting. It's like I used to, when I was in high school, I used to do a little bit of weightlifting. Not nearly enough, but a little bit when I played lacrosse. And you know when you bench, you haven't bench pressed for a while and you would. Because I'm not consistent enough. And like right, right where your armpit is, like right where your chest is that connects to your shoulder. Muscle would get super sore. I would stretch, and my buddy would just take a crab claw. He would just pinch onto that muscle, and he wouldn't let go. And it was so painful. Like, I couldn't shake for it. I was like, stop. It hurts so much. Sticking your finger into someone's mouth with a yawn is awful. Just like poking someone in the gut or poking someone, anyone, when they're trying to stretch. Because that feeling is great. Body needs it. Feeling good. Getting that nice long stretch out of the way. All of a sudden, somebody ruins that whole sensation. Anxiety fills you up. Don't do that. Don't do that. What made you walk out of a date? 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Text message come in somewhere. I once upon a time went out to a dinner with a girl. When I was polite to the waitress, she screamed at me, would you rather be on a date with her? Ouch. Red flag. Red, red flag. 
And another one, he blew his nose into a cloth napkin, then set it down on the table next to his plate. I, I, I got I to gotta claim ignorance here. I don't totally get that. I know, I know McCall's made it very clear in the conversation we've had that uh, blowing your nose at the table, definitely not a good idea. And I, uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily, yeah, you know what, no, no I, I take that back. I guess it would be kind of a deal breaker for me because, you know, Cloth napkin, a little bit nicer place, kind of disgusting. And then I guess, the, is it the table thing? Just because it's closed? Like, if you set it on the plate, I got it. But, like, next, eh, I don't know about the next thing. Uh, he ordered a pitcher of beer. Waitress said two mugs, and he said no one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, come on, man. Really? There's not, you're out on your own. You can get it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Here we go. I wondered why his nickname was Lizard Boy. I found that that he had lizards roaming free in his house. Game over. Ooh, you you gotta give someone a heads up for that one, right? Like if you, like even any pet. If you if someone comes over for the first time, you, you heads up. I have a cat. I have a dog. I have lizards, fish. Maybe not fish, but cat dog. One case of challenge, but you're gonna have more of them over everywhere. Just trying to shock therapy of them to accepting it because they just have no idea what they're looking at. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. Uh, good luck out there. Again, uh, you're out there dating right now. I send you my strength. Send you my strength and well wishes. On the subject of uh, dating and workplaces, just absolute deal breakers. The list was put out of the things that people are nagged about the most. So for saving your last nerve, for making you more tolerable around the world, wouldn't it just be easy to know what those are so you could just preemptively attack those? If you knew that there was going to be something that caused an issue ahead of time, wouldn't it be re- prevalent and relevant and just frankly a good idea to go out of your way to maybe address it and just save everyone the headache? AJ McCall at VFX McCall's out sick. For instance, for instance, right? Now, McCall, I, I want to be clear. I don't think McCall has made a big stink. It's not been company emails. She's not been stomping her feet up and down the hallway. But we know, right, she's very particular about the way the toilet roll comes uh, what is it, under, I think, but also replacing it. And, you know, it's just nobody has said anything out loud, but we all know that. Wouldn't it just seem relevant to just put it on the right way if you didn't care especially to solve that? List was put out of the top things people nag each other about. And it just seems like if you had this list, you're armed with it, then you could save everyone a lot of time because you could save the person from getting annoyed, getting annoyed, and you could save you from hearing this getting annoyed or vice versa. And so the top one is not turning lights off when you leave leave a room. And I think a ton of them are pretty common ones uh, that you'd expect. Just general annoyances. I think it just happens to be what your bugaboo is. Not replacing toilet paper, surprisingly, number seven. That's the interesting thing, though, is looking at this list, what I'm really starting to come to realize is I think that everybody has a shortcoming, uh, whatever it is, some kind of little nuance of something. Then when it comes to around the house, just some simple little task that they blank on. For instance, number one being not turning off the lights when you leave a room. My girlfriend's notorious for that. And it annoys me. It's usually the bathroom light because, like, the kitchen ones, and what if we walk out there enough that I'm not super bummed about? Like, we left the house. I'd be a little, I'd be like, hey, you got to turn off the light. But she leaves the bathroom. She'll go in the bathroom, turn, leaves the light on, comes in, in the, in the bedroom, just hanging out. That one. But, like, also on this list is leaving dirty dishes around the house. My old roommate is notorious for that. 
Man, you went into his room. It was cups, cans of soda, and occasionally bowls, but really the first two. Like, everybody has their own little bugaboo. Leaving the door open when it's cold, leaving your shoes lying around. I think everybody has one. I don't know what you call them, the cleanly shortcoming maybe or or, or chore shortcoming or something like that. I think everybody has one. But just remember, replace the toilet paper, turn the lights off, and be cognizant of just general sounds or where you're putting your stuff with clothes, dishes, etc. I mean, that'll cover basically the whole list. Now, I want you to know I'm proud of myself. Because there was a new development when it came to a certain kind of cookie over the course of the pandemic. And I resisted. Didn't buy any extras. Now, <laughs> now as opposed to going out and finding them, they can come find you. And that 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 might sink me. I got to be honest, it might sink me. You know, actually, it is true. There are definitely sometimes you wake up in the middle of whatever the off season is. And for me, I think about those taglongs and those thin mints. I just reach out longingly for him, wishing I had some to me. Now, I'm proud of myself. AJ McCall at VFX. McCall out sick today. I'm proud of myself because in the pandemic, of course, Girl Scout cookies had to adapt a little bit, and they finally went digital, right? You get on the website. And I'm proud of myself because I didn't oversplurge. We got the same amount of cookies we normally got, good, bad, or otherwise. I didn't go broke trying to buy cookies that were more easily accessible. I may be doomed now because, of course, so first you had to go find the cookies. And, they, and there were plenty of places the troops set up. It was easy enough to find. Then there was online, so you could you could find them and it much easier access. Now they can come find you because it, uh, Girl Scout Cookies, this season, they partnered with DoorDash. They're offering on-demand deliveries. They're taking orders this month, but it sounds like DoorDash deliveries won't begin until next month. But that means cookies can come to you. Just got to enter your zip code to see if it's an option. But beginning February 18th, you can do just that. And I am legitimately concerned <laughs> that I am going to be about shin, shin to knee deep in boxes of cookies before before we're all said and done. Because, I mean, how can you resist that? They're just finding it any way possible. I mean, about at this, at this point, unless you either have a Girl Scout in the family or with neighborhood slash family, or they just, for whatever reason, post it up shop in basically your kitchen. Not really any easier way to come up with those cookies, and I am probably doomed. Probably doomed? It's a good doomed, but it's doomed nonetheless. I would like to take this time yet again to all of you that say, what are they called? They were Samoas, but they're not called Samoas anymore. Coconut, was it? Coconut Delights. All of you that say those are the best, you're terrible people. Thin mints and tagalongs are the top two. There's no question about it. The chocolate and mint and that chocolate and peanut butter is just, just they melt in your mouth. Those are the best Girl Scout cookies, hands down. Pure definition of a squeaker. Just a couple of votes decided Park Narks this week. AJ McCall on VFX. McCall out sick today. Nominee number one, no one needs these rectangles. The truck with the trailer. Took up the whole stripy rectangle. I mean, like one on one side of the parking lot and the other side, or parking space and et cetera, right? It goes all the way through. Took up the whole thing and then couldn't even line it up straight. So now the tires are also sticking into a special needs spot. But not wanting to be outdone, wanting to be shown up by a truck and a trailer, two cars, 
got front to back and said, no, we could take up the same amount of space. And they took up an entire stripy rectangle. And then they stuck their butt in because they did not pull all the way forward, but they stuck their butt in out in the way of the driveway that also is the exit and entrance to said parking lot. So they're just all up in the way, left, right, and center. Two votes was the difference in this one. And it was a question, I think, of quantity over quality. The first one took up a lot more space with the trailer, but do you get a little understanding because of the trailer? And the second one took two different people to park wrong, and that, I think, was the difference. The worst parking spot in Cash Valley is the double parkers in the stripy rectangle. And I think it's solely because two people chose to park wrong. It was close. You see terrible parking, safely take a picture, send it to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, so we can clean up parking around the valley. Utah's VFX. Congratulations to Narker, person who took the photo. Narker number two, because now they win a Johnny O'Spudnuts gift card for doing they're doing their job to clean up the valley. Thank you. Taking part in Park Narks on VFX. VFX's Facebook roulette. We know there's a bunch of you out there that are inspiring and funny or maybe just meme lords, but neither way, we want to give you a moment to shine because you make our day brighter. So why would we share that on the VFX Facebook page? I'm going with actually one of the meme lords I follow. Patrick shared a tweet, says, We didn't have play dates when I was a kid. Our parents just kicked us out until the streetlights came on. And the weakest among us ended up on unsolved mysteries like Mother Nature intended. Because it's true. We talked about this a little bit today, and I think it definitely, I think it was yesterday. But that's how it was. Like, again, on summer days, on weekend days, there would just be days. Mom would just be like, all right, outside time. Out we went, door locked, and we weren't supposed to come back till dinner time, basically. And, then, you know, there's a time when you just get those neighborhood kids all together, and we'd go play kickball or hide-and-seek, whatever it is. But there's no supervision there. There was no plan. You know, you get a little older, you start playing tackle football, you're that close to someone breaking an arm or something, and now you got to sort that all out. But yeah, 100%, that's the case. 100%. And it feels right to to close out with this, especially after talking about the fact that uh, Gen X set to get its own museum in Illinois. That's on our Facebook page. What is the childhood thing that you would want to share? I actually got a message on uh, our Facebook page talking about the things growing up. Pager, which... Little little before my time, but landlines, AOL, printing out pictures because you either you had to snail mail them or somebody else sent them to you. Uh, yes, yes, all of that, 100% yes. That's on our Facebook page as well. The AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor, Finer, Sonatus across all social media. Uh, AJ and McCall combined in Utah's VFX, so four different accounts there. But uh, we filmed some stuff last week for AJ McCall, so that is to come on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just a reminder as well, again, people that control things such as, you know, people that work with your food, people in the IT department who can see your emails and all your personal stuff with your social media and logins, whatever it is. Remember, you should be nice to everyone, but definitely want to be nice to them because real quick, the situation will change for you. It could be instant karma immediately. Tell Monday for the AJ and McCall show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to BFX.